Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Hello, good morning. Jimmy Williams and Paul Hazelby with you for Off the Bench. It is AFL finals time. It's prelim weekend, but Hayes, I want to get stuck in first with the breaking news. Imagine the best DM breaker, the world's best rock breakers. So much movement happening at Fremantle. Rory Lobb wants out. Blake Akers wants out. Uh, an assistant has departed the club. How have you seen the week? Hasn't been great, has it, from a female perspective? I think we knew this. I think this speaks about the progress that all those players have made and the depth that Justin Longmuir has built. And it was fascinating to hear his thoughts just yesterday in regards to a lot of those players have all had career best years Mm. under his tutelage. So I think it's not his fault. It's certainly not the environment's fault. I think it's just modern-day footy with the way that if you do build depth and there's big offers out there, when you do that, there's other clubs that want to get a piece of the pie, and that's what we're seeing. But I think out of all of them, Griffin Lowe could be the big loss because yeah. one injury, they become vulnerable. Me personally, Jimmy, I would have found a spot for him. I reckon just put him in there as a halfback flanker, shuffle a few cards around, and there was a spot for him. But clearly, Longmuir couldn't do that, and that's why he is off to North Melbourne. And let's just go back to Luke Jackson. Now, West Coast came out this week and said they're going to do everything they can in their power to get him. But let's be real. He is going to be playing for Fremantle next year, isn't he? It certainly looks that way. But strategically from him, I reckon he's kept West Coast in there. I even think strategically from Fremantle and his management, they've kept West Coast in there because they want to try and leverage the pick that West Coast do have. So if Melbourne get greedy, then the Dockers can say, oh, well, he can go to... Uh, West Coast up the road and he'll go there for nothing. So take our two picks (laughs) and people are getting a bit carried away saying it's three picks and all this type of stuff. Two first rounders. If they can get that first pick this year, maybe inside the top 10 by leveraging a few of the other picks they get for those departing players. I think that's fair and reasonable for a player like Luke Jackson, who was pick three, but look, he hasn't set the world on fire. And it's just a fascinating, I guess, test case to see what a player can be worth both only financially mm-hmm. and also from a draft pick point of view, all built on potential rather than what we've actually seen on the field this year. What about Darcy Tucker and Blake Akers, Hayes? It sounds like Blake Akers wants to get to Carlton, uh, requesting a trade there. Darcy Tucker, is he a guy that you may as well just say thanks for your service and let him go? Try and get a good deal. And Fremantle are playing real hard ball. You sense that with Rory Lobb, that they yeah. are saying, nah, flat out, he's not going anywhere. And they do that every single year. So I don't look into it too much, but that's their starting point. And Peter Bell has been one of the best negotiators in recent times. Look, I'm not unhappy to lose those two. If you look at Blake Akers, he's had a fantastic year. But over the last four years, he probably has just been an average player. And look, do you go down and put him down for another three years when you're not sure what you're going to get from him? I think they've got some young mids that can really push through. And Darcy Tucker was just in and out this year. At one point, Longmuir really raided him. But I think opportunity for him and also Blake Akers, if you can get it, go and get it. It's certainly going to be an interesting off-season for the Fremantle Dockers. Imagine the best DM Breaker distributors of the world's best rock breakers, dmbreaker.com.au. Me, Jimmy Williams with Dockers great Paul Hazel be back with more after this. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams.
Good morning. Welcome back. Hope you're having a great weekend. Hayes, let's get stuck into the dig. Don't dig blind. Check before you dig every time. Now, I didn't like this one bit. Alex Pierce jumping on social media, having a go at Channel 10's Lockie Reed because there was a snapper down at Fremantle HQ. And guess what? Akers and Tucker had their bags packed. And Alex Pierce said that that's just normal procedure. But guess what, Alex? Those two players don't want to be at Fremantle anymore. And later that day, they announced that they were leaving, Jimmy. So I'm so with you. Alex Pierce made himself look like a right goose. Didn't like wow. it. Don't dig blind. Lodge a free dial before you dig and quarry online every time. And there's another Fremantle player that wants out. A big one, too. He's tall. Lloyd Meek, mm. of course, wanting out, uh, assessing his trade options, telling the club that. But he's still contracted. Now, I feel it's in Fremantle's best interest maybe to play hard here and not do a deal. Yep. Because if you lose Lobb and they're playing hard on Lobb, but I expect Lobb to be at the Western Bulldogs next year. You've got Jackson, you've got Darcy, you've got Lloyd Meek, and he's under contract for another year. So do you be nice to him and say, mate, okay, go and go to the Giants and play footy? Or do you do what's best for your football club? And right now for Fremantle, what's best for them is to hold him there and has him have him as backup for maybe one year down the track because Sean Darcy, hear me out on this, may not like working with Luke Jackson. He mm. may may not like being a 50% ruckman. So he could get to the end of next year, make a big call and say, no, nah, I'm going back to Victoria. Geelong's been long rumoured to be always. always into him. And then you've got Lloyd Meek ready to step up. So if I'm Fremantle, play hard ball here. Yeah, and they certainly were strong the other day. Peter Bell coming out and saying that Rory Lobb's important to their structure, obviously trying to drive his price up. This is the second year in a row mm. that he's asked for a trade. It makes me want to ask you, Hayes, what, what's going on down there? They've had a successful year. Why do all of these players want to leave? Can, can you, do you have any idea why? Rory Lobb's wanted to get out for two years, so that is for family reasons. Right. Blake Akers got a better contract yep. elsewhere. So that's on Fremantle. They didn't want to give him. So they're making that decision for him, in a sense. Lloyd Meek hasn't been playing. He wants opportunity. Darcy Tucker wants opportunity. They're all understandable. There's no culture problem down there. It's just what happens when you have so many players that um, are actually on the outer trying to get into the AFL system. And the other thing I love about it is Fremantle aren't curtailing to management that are coming out and saying, oh, we want more offers, we want big money, the media speculation. They're offering their best deal, what they think that player is worth, and they're holding tight. I reckon in years gone by, they panic and they go, oh, let's give Griffin Logan a six-year deal. Let's give Blake Akers a four-year deal. It doesn't help. It hasn't helped. This is a different Fremantle. Times are certainly changing, and I can't believe we didn't even get to this. What did you make of the West Coast commentary around their statement about Willie Rioli wanting to get a trade? into Port Adelaide. Junior Riola, yeah, look, um, that was aggressive, wasn't it? But it's just, it's all theatre. It's, it's changing. It's all acting from everybody. Mm. At the end of the day, they will come out on top. And I reckon deep down they know that, but they're just playing the hard ball. They want the best offer they can from Port Adelaide. And there's been a brother that's been thrown up, a twin brother, of course, Martin Frederick, whose brother, Michael, He's very fast and he plays for Fremantle. <laughs> He's not leaving, but we could have two in the Western Derby. And I don't mind that from West Coast because speed hasn't been their friend lately. It would make the Western Derby very interesting. We might see a couple of gritties out there after a couple of goals, Hayes. But there is some massive games of WAFL coming up this weekend. It is finals time. Uh, Claremont fighting to survive against Peel Thunder tomorrow. And later today, the winner of West Perth and East Fremantle are through the grand final. Never yeah. seen you so nervous. I'm not nervous. Why you would I be nervous? really nervous. The Sharks are coming. My <laughs> team up against your team. Why would I be nervous, Hayes? Because they're going to go down. I don't and then think straight so. Straight sets. Imagine that. I don't think so. It's um, 
Wishful thinking, I think, from you, great man. Ash Prescott, the Claremont coach, coming up next. And after that, here from East Freo star Jared Jansen, ahead of their clash with West Perth later today. Off the bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Hello, welcome back. Hope you're having a great weekend so far. It is Waffle Finals time and earlier this week, Hayes and Mato caught up with one of the young rising stars of the West Perth Footy Club, Mitch Pierce, ahead of what's going to be a cracking game of footy today. Winner of West Perth and East Romano is through to the Waffle Grand Final. Here's Hayes and Mato with Mitch Pierce. Mitch, welcome to the show. Oh, Jen, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Talk us through the last four or five years. Been super consistent. I think you won the best and fairest back in 2016 and now obviously into the team and playing some really good football individually. Yeah, it's been a good journey coming to the ranks at uh, West Perth. Um, obviously, told away in the twos there for a bit. Oh, you mentioned managed to pick up BNF there and um, been good to crack into the league side recently and um, hopefully we can get that ultimate success this year. How did the team handle the bye? You obviously had the week off, and if you win this one, you get another one. It's not an ideal scenario, but what did the coach have you do with that week off? Yeah, good to cash in on the week off this time of year. Obviously, some of the, the bodies are getting sore, but to freshen up and hit the track hard this week was good. And um, nah, just excited to get into the weekend now after freshening up. What about on the Saturday? Like, Did you have a real big hit out over the weekend to try and mimic playing a normal game? Yeah, basically, mate. I think um, we had a buy later in the year there, and um, we went pretty hard. So they wanted to not go to that extreme this year, uh, this week on this occasion. And I think we did a fair bit of running on the the Thursday, and then on um, Saturday we were hitting a few bodies. So it was pretty similar to a normal game week, but just um, against each other. I know it's a long way away and the West Perth boys don't like going down the Fremantle to Shark Park just to check out the game. But did any of the players go and see the Sharks take on Claremont? Because if you did, you probably would have driven back a little bit frightened with the way they played. Yeah, myself and a few boys went down and the whole coaching crew. And, um, yeah, Shark Park, they, they, they played pretty well there, the Sharks. So um, impressive performance from them. Well, obviously, we've struggled a little bit against Claremont recent times for them to, to touch them up. Obviously, um, it was a big performance from them. So, yeah, a few learnings out of it, that's for sure. Mate, don't listen to Hayes. Obviously, he's a former Shark. He's trying <laughs> to put a little bit of fear into it. You guys will smash them by 40. Can't possibly lose. But what are you expecting for them? And what are some of the keys to the game? No, I appreciate that from you, Mato. Yeah, um, keys to the game, I think, is just playing our way. Like, thinking the process, obviously, pretty cliche. But I feel like we can grind them down. They like to... Um, got a bit of that run and gun style, which we saw against Claremont and, and got the overlap. So we can just um, go head to head with them and, and beat them um, in the ground. I reckon that's what we'll get them. Matt, are you a West Perth boy, given that you live up that way? West Perth, yeah, mate. I'm I am, mate. So, yeah, northern suburbs. So, um, yeah, just came through the ranks there and, um, yeah, been there my whole career, basically. We, wait, wait. we catch up on a regular basis as a couple of boys in the northern suburbs. Hey, I do want to ask, who are you likely to go head-to-head with? Could it be Kyle Baskerville? Yeah, he'd probably be the type, I reckon. Um, they've got a few quality mids through there, like, um, yeah, Baskerville, as well as Lester Smith. So, I think, um, yeah, and Murdoch. So, yeah, just going to be, yeah, between us mids taking care of those, I guess. Tell us a bit more about Tyler Keitel's year, of course. He got to spend some time at both AFL clubs briefly throughout the preseason. Didn't get an opportunity with either of them. But he's had a slightly different role this year, hasn't he? Can you tell us more about his season? Yeah, big TK. He probably feels like he's been playing this season for 12 months now because he uh, had those stints at the AFL clubs, like you mentioned. And, um, yeah, sort of felt for him because 
um, after doing those stints, he just came straight back in. It was like like he'd done on pre-season times too. So um, he's taken on a bit of a shared role, I'd say. Like in the past, we've definitely relied on relied on him more heavily. Um, but we've got Anton Hamp up there now, which which is another target for us to, to go through. Um, and then sort of like a balanced setup up there in the forward line, so we'd have to rely on him as heavily. But, um, yeah, the big fellow is obviously a touch mat, tough matchup for um, any opposition defender there. Um, obviously, we get Juppy. Um, which is always a good battle, so I reckon that would be pretty telling today. Mitch Pearce there from the West Perth Footy Club, winner of the Sharks and Falcons today up at Joondalup, is through to the Waffle Grand Final at Leaderville Oval on the first weekend in October. Don't go anywhere. Coming up next, Claremont coach Ash Prescott. They play Peel Thunder tomorrow. The winner keeps their season alive. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Hello, welcome back. Hope you're having a super weekend. Me, Jimmy Williams with Dockers, great Paul Hazelby with you here on Off the Bench. We've checked in with West Perth ahead of their game with the East Randall Sharks later on today. But tomorrow, it's Claremont and Peel Thunder from Claremont's home ground. The winner keeps their season alive. And the loser, sadly, it is season over. Earlier this week, Claremont coach Ash Prescott spoke with Hayes and Mato about how his Tigers can bounce back from a disappointing loss to East Fremantle last week. Not a great start in the finals. Uh, East Fremantle, too quick through the midfield. I was down there for the first half, and your mid's well beaten on the day. No, that was Ash Hayes. It's, um, it's one and lost there, and, and you're dead right. Whether that was sort of in around the first possession from stoppages and then on the outside, yeah. Um, they gave us a good lesson, which was which was disappointing because it's an area of our, our game that's been pretty solid all year. Um, so, yeah, a bit of soul-searching and, and a bit to work through there. What do you do, Prezer, in that scenario when you do get smashed? Do you rearrange things or you just go back to what's got you in that position and just be better at executing it? So I think it's, it's – look, on the day, Hayes, we felt we had to make some um, make some adjustments. So so we did that. We, we got a little bit of a bounce in the in the third quarter. You know, we're getting a little bit of speed inside, and I, and I thought they started to get to work a little bit. Um, yeah, look, it's going back to the basics. I think I think our ability just to execute the fundamentals, even from the start of the game, with, with handballing under pressure when we were out, um, you know, trying to be too cute. Ultimately, I think that gave East from a, a real – kicking a couple of goals. So, yeah, they really put us on the back foot. But, yeah, I think it's all about the fundamentals and um, and getting the basics right. You lost Stephen Miller, a sore knee. How bad is that for him? Yeah, not too sure yet. Um, he's got a bit of swelling in it. So that, that sort of um, halted his ability to get a scan. So they're waiting for that to reduce. But I'm talking to the doctor and just from experience, um, in that case, it might indicate that there's some, some, some other things um, other than a, an ACL because that was what they initially feared. So it might, um, might be a fracture um, under his kneecap or, or something like that. So, you know, I think in the next couple of days, we'll know. Who could be the replacement? Could it be a Jacob Blight, who we haven't seen since round four, been coming back, played some good footy, I understand? Yeah, he did pretty well. He's a, he's a good, promising young player, and he, he played some footy early for us, so he'll he'll come into the mix. We've got a little bit of flexibility with, with some of the tools in the team. Um, you know, they can play it in different positions. So, look, the boys are having a training session um, tonight, so... You know, we'll sort of work through that and, um, you know, make the right call. Claremont coach Ash Prescott there speaking with Hayes and Mato earlier this week. The Tigers play the Peel Thunder. The winner will play the loser of today's clash between West Perth and East Fremantle. And the loser, their season for 2022, it's over, Hayes. It's going to be a massive game of footy 
tomorrow. And also really looking forward to the Brownlow medal tomorrow night. Going to be a very fascinating contest. Will it be Lockie Neal? Will it be Andy Brayshaw? We'll find out tomorrow. Hayes, thanks for your company. We'll do it all again next Saturday. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.